0: The Film Basement is filmed in sunny West Hartford, Connecticut, in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Filmmaker's Basement, where we've never had to worry about losing audio. I'm Brandon. I'm Andrew. (laughs) And this week we're going to be going over some of the movies we saw this week and talking about uh, having some fun with the game show later on. And uh, that introduction was in reference to the movie I saw this week, The Outfit, in which... um, the whole movie revolves around one person losing an audio tape. For Andrew, who is very confused right now. Hmm. Okay, moving on to that, so that way that intro makes a little bit more sense. Uh, the movie I did see this week was, like I said, The Outfit. Um, and Mark Rylance plays a demure tailor in 1950 Chicago who loves his craft. Unfortunately, so do the local mafiosos who becomes entwined with. One fateful night, two of these mafiosos drop into a shop with an essential recording that that would reveal a rat in their gang. Not only are they interested, but apparently the rest of the city is is very interested in this tape as well. And the Taylor protagonist is drawn into this plot to keep the tape safe from everyone involved and uncover this mystery of who is ratting on their gang. So I've talked about this movie a couple times, actually, at the end of um, our segments where we're talking about the trailers. Because it seemed like a a good enough premise at the time. Movie I Got was another one of those movies that was a little bit different than what I expected, but I don't think it was bad in a different in a bad way this time. Just in a much stylistically very different way. Um, I will say overall, it was very okay. It definitely wasn't, like, the best movie I've seen recently, um, and I don't think I can recommend seeing it in theaters, but, like, after it's released, if you catch it on HBO Go or Netflix, something like that, I think I could recommend wa- like you watching it on a streaming service. Um, but on that note I'll get to the, some of the essentials of this movie um, I think the most interesting part of it is that it all takes place in one location um, which is the Taylor shop we never actually leave this shop every event that takes place in this movie happens there so we see the Taylor doing all his work in the shop we see the Mafiosos come off the street after one of them has been shot with this tape or in his shot like, in this shop Like we see the cops come pulling over trying to like interrogate them all that kind of stuff it's all happening in that one location, which is a good enough premise on its own. Um, we don't see a lot of movies like that um, that just take place in one location. So definitely interesting. It's also one of those styles of movies that really needs a strong cast to make it work because it really is all about the performances. And I will say I do think the performances were very on point in this movie. Um, Specifically the main character, um, Mark Rylance. I hadn't heard of him before this. Apparently he's like one of the best, like, onstage actors of our lifetime or something like that. I've started seeing seen people talk about him. Um, but he played the role very well. The role, the Taylor's, this very, like, demure, like, subdued guy. He's not really looking to get involved in the greater workings of this gang or, like, move up in the world. He's very content with where he is and who he is as a person and doesn't want that life for him. Um, which you kind of see as, like, hints to, like, his past as we find out throughout the movie as it progresses. Um, but he plays, he plays the role incredibly well. I liked him in that. He kind of felt like, um, that, like, grandfather-type character who you know has seen some stuff. But, like, he doesn't talk about it ever. It never comes up. It's like, we're just here to see Grandpa do cool things and be a cool guy. Um, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um... I, there was a scene in particular that reminded me of this, um, where basically um, the dude who got shot, he sews him up. And they're, they're having this conversation in this almost parlor area where they're like talking about, like, what is this tape? Because the tailor has no idea what's on it. And then the mafioso reveals, like, oh, it's actually, like, this whole tape revealing that there's somebody ratting on us in this gang. And, like, we need to play this tape in order to find out what's going on. And he kind of reveals the whole plot of the story. And we kind of watch this Taylor character just sitting there kind of letting this happen, kind of finding out more information about what's going on and being very amenable to the whole situation, like understanding where he's coming from and also kind of keeping that information for himself to remember for future notice, which is kind of where you start getting those hints that this guy knows something, but we don't know what he knows. Um, I will say that was kind of one of the parts of the movie I didn't like as much, is I think they make what's going on a little too obvious to the point where i think like 30 minutes 30 40 minutes into the film i'd already figured out where this was going and like who the rat was and all that kind of stuff which was a little disappointing um but i will say i don't think it overall took away from the film it was just something that like i wish they had made it harder to figure out i wish they had thrown in more red herrings instead of just making it as obvious as it kind of was um going back a little bit uh because i do want to talk about some more stuff that i did like about this film i thought it was a very good period piece um it takes place in 1950 chicago um and i just really liked the vibe of that time period especially the taylor shop like that's location as the setting felt very good i loved seeing i loved seeing how there were three different areas in that shop and they all felt distinct in how they kind of interacted with the story itself we have like the entrance area where like we meet new people who come into the scene or like we see we see like different things get hidden and come into play there then we have the parlor shop where a lot of the main action takes place and where some of the more suspenseful scenes of the movie happen um for instance they end up having to kill someone and stash their body in that room and then you find out people who are looking for that person come in and like where's our dude and you're watching this little cabinet they shoved him in start dripping with blood which forms a nice bit of tension so i really like that how they utilize the space in that area and in the back room where his tailor shop is it's this very like dingy like kind of like room a room that's only lit by a single light in the middle of it it felt almost like um a surgical theater where you're just watching this tailor perform his surgeries on his clothing and sometimes people because you know it's a gangster movie people are gonna get shot um, so I, I did enjoy that as well. Um, clothing clothing was excellent, which I sure hope it was being about a tailor and all that. Um, yeah, and it just felt like a good vibe because you don't really get that many movies that take place in, like, Chicago in the 50s. So it was definitely a very interesting and kind of refreshing vibe, vibe there. Um, I will say, say another thing I didn't like, though, was it didn't feel like there was a ton of tension, and I think that goes ties back into... Um, the lack of, like, a mystery around what's going on. Because you kind of figure out, like, okay, well, if this person is, like... If this person is who I think it is, then it's like, okay, well, that ruins the tension of this movie, and I don't really... I'm not really as invested in it as I was earlier. Um, Also, there's not... The movie, I at least in the description that I read going into this, kind of made it seem like everyone in the city was out to get them. Like, everyone wanted their hands on this tape, and there would be, like, a big fight over it. Or even just, like, people constantly visiting this tailor shop, when in reality, that's not at all what happens. It's really only, like, a couple people that come to the shop, and only two different rival gangs that show up. Like, there's not a lot of fighting over the tape itself, which I thought was something they kind of missed out on. I think there was a lot more potential here to make this a bigger thing than it was, and it it just kind of fell flat there. So I didn't enjoy, really enjoy that as much. I'll Also, say it did feel a little stiff, which is weird to use that in like reference to a movie, but it's more in reference to the way people float in and out of the set. Um, so for instance, like we'd see the two mafiosos in the beginning come in, one of them shot and they have the tape on them, blah blah blah. blah. Things happen, do get stitched up. And then another dude leaves. The One of the dudes leaves. He's like, I have to go off and do something. And if the way he exits doesn't feel very natural, it feels very, this is the time for me to leave and let these two other characters have a moment. And then he returns and it feels very similarly. And then two more characters come in just as two other characters leave. And it feels very mechanical almost. Not very like, it doesn't flow nicely. Um, which I think could have been probably helped by having more people involved in the story itself, giving people more reasons to actually leave and e- enter and all that good stuff. Um, that being said, overall, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was definitely an interesting watch that did still have some twists and turns that I was not able to see coming. Um, but even then, I felt like it was a little bit lacking in certain areas and... I think there's definitely some work they could have put into this that would have improved it. Um, So while I didn't love it, I will say at least give it... I think you can give it a watch once it's on a streaming service, and you'll have a good time watching it. Was there, like, only eight people in this movie? It's a really small cast. Yeah, that is... That's kind of what I was saying earlier, where there's not a lot of people like there's not a lot of presence in the movies because there's like there's not that many people that show up and most of those people are related to one of the gangs so that was a little they have eh.
1: imdb has it split up it says cast in credits order and then there's four Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the other four are just rest of cast listed alphabetically yeah to be fair it's
0: really more so devoted to i want to say like three or four people like they take up the majority of the screen time and I would say the other four, the other three, three or four, honestly, are just like kind of there. Like they show up for like, I, three of them show up for like 15 minutes at the end and then leave. Mm-hmm. And they're not in the rest of the movie at all, um, which I do think is a little bit, it's like going back to what I said, like the movie wants you to feel like this is a bigger thing when it really doesn't feel like it. And that's part of the reason why is because there's not a lot of people involved in it.
1: That's interesting.
0: Which could have worked in its favor if they hadn't made it seem like it was a big thing. Like, everyone's after this tape. Everyone needs to get their hands on it. But again, like, if you have a small cast, then it doesn't really feel like everyone needs to get their hands on it. It doesn't feel like that big of a deal.
1: It's interesting. I I guess my... Like, I didn't really think about it as much Mm because the movie that I saw really only has 15 main cast in it wow. I mean there's a bunch of there's a bunch of extras and there's a bunch of there's body doubles there's um, mm-hmm. like people in suits that you can't see their face so it feels like there's there's more people in this movie but like I guess specific characters there wasn't a lot either I never really mm-hmm. noticed that about a, like a movie before I was like because mm-hmm. whenever you watch a movie you're watching a movie and you see all these people you see the extras but the extras aren't listed in the cast, obviously. Yeah. So was there, were there people, were there like just extras in the background of this movie? No. Or was it really? I,
0: I want to say, if I could really tally this up, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine characters. Maybe a tenth. I mm. think there might have been a child that showed up at one point, but she was not directly related to the story. She was more like in a flashback backstory kind of thing. There, this was a very small movie, and I think hmm. that in this in this instance was a little bit of a detriment towards it. Huh. Well, oh. I will say though that did give a lot of room for people to have really good performances. So, it works in its own. It works in certain areas, just not all of them. Well, nice.
1: Well, I saw a movie, uh, not in the movie theater because it was on, um, a streaming service was it our favorite uh, streaming service? It's it was not. It was a streaming service that we have yet I think to mention on this podcast, so we're mm-hmm. still looking for sponsors. <laughs> um so Netflix, uh oh. if you want to give us a sponsor, we're up for it. I saw a movie that I saw on TikTok a lot. It's kind of it was kind of like Encanto for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more it wasn't as much as the sounds that got me or the music it was the ads constant ads okay. that i saw every time i saw the adam project which is ryan reynolds new film directed by sean levy um where go back to this um adam reed age 12 and still grieving his father's sudden death the year before walks into his garage one night to find a wounded pilot hiding there this mysterious pilot turns out to be the older version of himself from the future where time travel is in its infancy Mm -hmm. he has risked everything to come back in time on a secret mission together they must embark on an adventure into the past to find their father set things right and save the world adding to the challenge of the mission the two atoms discover that they really don't like each other much and if they are to save the world first they need to figure out how to get along Mm -hmm. it's a pretty okay movie um i don't know if you remember i don't remember what movie oh i think it was black light when i said that um every single movie that liam neeson is in Mm -hmm. he plays the same character feel like that's i feel like that's also ryan reynolds because ryan reynolds plays pretty much the same character in every single movie he plays but it's better because Mm -hmm. it's ryan reynolds um he i don't know he's he's like real life he's real life deadpool like he's it's he's always funny he's always cracking jokes i don't know if they were able to ad-lib on this movie very much but or uh but there's a lot of lines in this movie that actually got me chuckling between the younger and the older self because uh, they're bickering back and forth. And the kid does a great job, too. That The actor who plays um, young Adam Walker Scoble, like he does a really good job as like young Ryan Reynolds. He really channels like Ryan Reynolds energy to his role. Um He's just a smart ass. And like you get that within the first few minutes of the movie. He, he gets in a fight with a bully who's like twice his size. And he's just making smart ass comments to him the whole time. And you're just like, I like this kid. Like he's like someone who I wish I was growing up like in middle school where I could just say wherever the hell I wanted. And then you fig- and then you meet older Adam uh, and he's the same. the same. He's basically been the same thing his entire life. Um, it's a time travel movie. Um, and they're trying to set things right. Um, by because uh, time travel movies are always so weird because like they have like specific laws and specific rules that they have to abide by, and they all like they're all different. Uh, rules and stuff. So the future has already been set in place. So now they're going back it in, in time to fix the future that kind of thing so um but it was pretty good the action sequences were pretty good uh there's a lot of fight scenes like hand-to-hand combat uh stuff uh and you know it was free to watch it's on netflix so um everyone has netflix whether you're you're paying for it or whether you have a family member that's paying for it or whether you have a friend that's paying for it Everyone has uh, access to a Netflix account pretty much this day and age, so I would give it a watch. Like I said, the cast list is pretty low. Um, you're really only seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, six characters really on screen all the time, but there are many other characters because you have all the, like, the the bad guy has an army of, uh, like, helmeted henchmen that are that the atoms are fighting uh together and you know i i enjoyed it i had a, it was it's it was pretty short too it was only uh i think huh. 90 minutes it was the second oh, movie wow. in a row that's,
0: that's very short yeah
1: no it was, all right so it was, it was uh 75 minutes but it's the 75? second movie five minutes oh no sorry i went the other was way about 105 oh, 105 was like
0: 75 minutes oh my gosh they're i went getting... the other direction
1: i they're getting I'm you did, i'm not good at math like i'm trying to do math while speaking in okay. it and it's not working okay. no it's it's an hour no, it's and 40 kind of it's bad. an hour and 45 so yeah. um you know it's it's the second movie in a row that i saw that was pretty short like it did not feel that long at all like the the, the pacing is pretty good um I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It was just kind of like an okay movie that had a lot of good laughs and um, Mark Ruffalo is the father figure to both Adams and he kind of plays off that Ryan Reynolds energy too um, which really makes me want to have like Deadpool in the Marvel Universe because like everyone playing off of Ryan Reynolds Deadpool would be amazing. Um and maybe we'll get that in May with mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, but you never know. Um but I enjoyed it. You know, uh the biggest thing I saw about this movie on TikTok was that the kid was quoting Deadpool's opening uh monologue from Deadpool 2 like swears and all like 10 year old 12 year old kid just like swearing in front of a camera with ryan reynolds next to him and i'm just like what is this kid and what is this movie i have to watch it um but i don't know uh not much else to to say about it it's it's based in like seattle or something so Mm -hmm. um it's got some pretty good backdrops and stuff for for the cinematography and the cgi isn't terrible because obviously it's a sci-fi movie so there's a there's a bunch of cgi with the ships and the oh. there was um like a kind of like a lightsaber kind of thing like a futuristic light, hmm. like like uh, futuristic like baton weapon that um you know is pretty much like a lightsaber not uh, a and lightsaber, They actually mentioned copy that
0: mark, copy mark, tra- copyright, copyright Yeah. Trademark, well trademark. they
1: mentioned that a few times in the movie so i don't know if the term lightsaber is copyrighted because netflix is not owned by disney i i'm fairly confident in that um yeah i it was it was a rather enjoyable movie Mm -hmm. you know i I didn't have anything else really to watch i didn't really want to go anywhere so (laughs) there's nothing really out i don't think there's anything coming out either but we'll get to that later well well, yeah we'll
0: talk about that later on um but it's nice to hear there's just like some solid action movies out there because sometimes it's just all you need you just need Mm -hmm. like a just a decent action movie to tie I you over
1: would just i wouldn't watch it for the plot or the action i would watch it because ryan reynolds was in it and
0: <laughs> yeah we are kind of in a like guy, a ryan so. reynolds renaissance if you will and ryan yeah. reynolds just doing good stuff finally mm. made his recovery from that green lantern movie <laughs> i know right <laughs> everyone's loving ryan reynolds nowadays Okay, that hey, might be something to check out if there's actually you know I am a little bit curious because you did talk about it a little bit. How do they handle time travel in that movie? Because like you said, it can be very confusing. So for, uh, if this isn't a movie you're watching for plot, it sounds like it got kind of confusing.
1: Yeah. So the way it, it's very sciencey the way that mm-hmm. they do the um, they explain the time travel. Mm-hmm. It has to do with like magnets and electromagnetic stuff and kind of stuff that kind of went all over my head um but the way that they've basically done it it's just like a scientific algorithm that they programmed into a ship so like Mm -hmm. ryan reynolds has a cloaked ship that he's able to travel through wormholes kind of thing um and then you can go to different times depending on like where he's trying to aim for so like Mm -hmm. he was aiming for 2018 and he got stuck in 2022 Mm -hmm. so then that's when the him and his younger self met and then you know he had to heal because he was injured and he had to have his ship get repaired which it repairs itself plot devices and then um once everything was fixed he was able to you know go back to 2018 Mm -hmm. with the younger adam that was weirdly explained too, because the ship was linked to the person's dna and since since older adam wasn't fully healed yet he had to get younger adam to come with him because they they have the same dna and he wasn't injured so it's kind of just like
0: see when a movie does time travel i think there's pitfalls like that it can fall in where it's like they try to explain it too much you can't yeah. explain time travel too much i think one of my favorite movies that does time travel well is happy death day i don't know if you ever saw that no that it's basically college girl just keeps reliving the same day over and over again because she keeps essentially being killed at the end of the day
1: i remember the movie but i never saw it so i didn't know it was time travel i thought it was just groundhog day
0: they kind of it kind of goes into time travel in the second one but what i like about that in itself is that they just don't really explain why it's happening or how it's happening Hmm. you know that it's happening because she keeps dying so yeah. it's like, okay, that's like the point to work with. The, what I'm trying to say is they just don't make it too complicated. I would almost like to see a movie like this where like dude travels back in time. They're like, How did you do that? This is amazing. And the dude's just like, oh, I have no idea. I didn't make the machine. I just <laughs> travel I just hit the button on my wrist and I go back in time. So I w- I would like to see more of that in the future. But eh, it's just my gripe at that point. Mm. Um yeah, let's let's move on to our, our next segment, which is pilot wings. Okay, so Andrew played this game a billion times, but for those who haven't, um, Pilot Wings is a game show where I pitch Andrew three um, TV show pilots. Two of them are real shows that got pitched, one of them is a show that I made up just from wherever. And it's up to Andrew to suss out which is the fake show pitch. And starting us off, Based on the British format, it revolves around a man who is forced to put his dreams on hold in order to take over the family handyman business from his father. Two, centers on a family that moves to a coveted New Jersey gated community, only to discover that the entire neighborhood is comprised of aliens disguised as humans. And three, after finding a mysterious computer on its front door, a man discovers the world's first AI residing on it. The catch? He has no idea how it has no idea how it got there or what it's supposed to do. The unlikely pair must work together to piece together its history while avoiding the unusual but dangerous men in black. So Andrew, which one do you think is the fake one? Hmm. Oh wow, you're really thinking.
1: Well, I'm just you threw me off. It threw me off with the the Men in Black comment because mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's cheating, like that's co- it's not it's not copyright, obviously, but it's just like, hmm, like that's a thing already.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Men in Black. So like the third one, and it also sounds like a lot of different other things like it it sounds like it could be like a black mirror episode Mm -hmm. um or what was that movie with jude law and scarlett johansson where he fell in love with the ai on his phone oh do you mean her Her? yeah yeah so i was like it sounds a lot like her but i Mm -hmm. never saw that movie so i don't know
0: it's a very different Um, vibe as somebody who has seen that movie more so oh, yeah. a romance than anything else.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was more, I didn't think it was like a sci fi kind of movie.
0: No, it's definitely um, sci fi. It's definitely sci fi, but definitely it's definitely no, a romance.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Um, Based on a British format, that sounds like a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that just, it's so generic. Um, that I don't I think it was a thing and it never got off the ground the first one
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so I'm going to say that one was real and it didn't get any seasons Um, just because it sounds so vague Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know because of last week you were not going to do anything very vague Um, second one uh, definitely sounds like a sci-fi show I'm not sure um what's that alan tudyk show that just came out resident resident alien or something i don't Um, don't watch tv either so that's the other he plays like an alien that's in a town he's like a doctor and like everyone's there's like people that are like that think he's an alien but he's trying to like disguise himself it's it's like a comedy Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the reverse of that so that sounds like it could be so i'm gonna go with the third one i'm just gonna go with my gut and say that the, th- the third one threw me off so much that I'm just going to go with that one.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, it was the third one. The third one was the fake one. I'm, I'm, in- I'm curious, you latched onto the Men in Black. I always thought that was a generic conspiracy theorist term.
1: Um, My thought immediately went to Men in Black, the movies.
0: See, I only, I, when I was making that, I, my only thought was, like, The X-Files, because mm. they have, like, the Men in Black and that show, I don't know, maybe different kinds of people, I guess, assuming. Cause, well, because the other thing, too, is, like, um, if you, if it
1: was, like, uh, Piecing together History while avoiding the unusual but dangerous um, maybe secret government agency, mm-hmm. like, that might have not thrown me off as much. Mm-hmm. I still think I would have went with it, though, just because it sounds so much like a Black Mirror. Which, if you haven't watched Black Mirror... Yeah, it's, fair.
0: That does sound like uh, an episode of Black Mirror.
1: Yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's all... Like, Black Mirror is all about sci-fi technology and, like, twists and turns and stuff like that. So, I was like, that sounds a lot like Black Mirror. Mm. Um, so, I don't know if you were taking, like, ideas from, from that or anything, but if you haven't watched black mirror it's on netflix go watch i have I, I do another like another plug for netflix and yes. go make more episodes because it's really good
0: yeah i'm surprised they haven't made another season of black mirror then again i will say netflix does have i think a policy where they usually don't make tv shows after two or three seasons unless it's well, like a really big show black like Mirror talking... wasn't
1: originally on netflix netflix bought it after yeah. like the second or third season and then they did two seasons but they're in season five of stranger things like
0: see well that's the thing stranger things did really well
1: that's like their black mirror did well too i'm not sure i don't know i
0: might have i think i don't know about the fourth season because i know people had gripes about Mm -hmm. that one um and the fifth season was also really short too compared to the other ones like it was only like three episodes i think i think all
1: like all of black mirror has been really like only three or four episodes like because they're so long they're like an hour and 20 minutes it really episodes.
0: depends Cause i know that th- i know the fourth season was like five or six episodes
1: i know the first one was three but it first one was three advice. that
0: was it was definitely a short one um it yeah,
1: has only been 22 episodes in five seasons yeah five season five was three episodes
0: season four, four i think was the season four or three was the longest
1: four was six yeah and three was also six.
0: Yeah, so three episodes. Going back to a three episode season is a pretty drastic cut, and they also really haven't made another season since then. So, I know. It's safe
1: and to say really, they might not. I really be want them to, because like, season five, yeah, was weird. Like, especially mm-hmm. with the first episode of season five, that was like with Anthony Mackie, um, the guy that? who plays Falcon. Was that the it's one the, in the car? The video game. No, it was the video game one.
0: Oh, was that the the one where they're, the one where they get like uploaded to a? Oh no, the 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 fighting, the cheating one, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that one was. I watched that.
1: I was showing somebody Black Mirror for the first time, and I was like, I haven't seen this episode yet. Let's watch the new season five episode. Oh, You never show me a random episode. I was like oh this was not the good episode to watch he was like what is this no, I'm mean, in hindsight it fits
0: with the show very well i like no like that one quite a bit but it's not I, I agree it's not one of those ones you show immediately to someone Mm-mm. that's like showing the first episode of black mirror to someone dude well have the first episode wasn't bad the one where he has to have sex with a pig that's a lot to show someone just starting that one was season two episode one i think was it se- no i thought that was the first episode of the first season
1: was that the, the, the government, the go, like the, the prime minister? Yeah. Of... So I think they're I think they're sh- shown differently on Netflix because the first episode I ever watched was the one with the cameras in the eye.
0: Camera? Oh, the entire history of you. The of Iron Se- T- tra- yeah, so the no. entire
1: history of yeah. you is episode three, but on Netflix, it's episode one.
0: No, because I have National Anthem as the first one on my Netflix. And I've also oh, really? heard other people say the pig episode was with the first episode of the Black Mirror they've seen. Oh. I remember that being a common thing on this show first. I don't struck. know why I watched the I watched them backwards then. That's yeah. Weird. Probably for the yeah. best, because the end the pick episodes a lot. Yeah. A lot to start out with. Know. My favorite episode
1: is um the play test episode. The... That was the
0: one on the spaceship, right?
1: No, playtest play. was the was playtest. Uh, haunted like Resident Evil type house where he's like playing the video game. He's like testing the video game for money to try to get back home.
0: I don't remember that one. Was is... that
1: was episode? That was season three, episode two.
0: Season one, episode two.
1: No, season three. So season it was Netflix's three. first season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh. And the and yeah and the episode the episode that really messed me up a lot was the next episode right after that which Nosedive? was shut up no shut up and dance yeah shut up and dance is a lot shut <laughs> up and dance that's a lot that like t- if you want to get taken on an adventure with an m night Shyamalan type of twist just watch yeah. shut up and dance episode of black mirror because like you're watching the episode and you're watching everything unfold and you don't realize what's happening at the end and then
0: once you realize what's yeah. happening it's crazy He's like what yeah i will say the i one episode loved it i remember personally and i always remember is the uss callister one the one where the people are mm-hmm. uploaded onto the spaceship because that one sticks with me that one like
1: that one's good too like oh you, that up- one hurts he uploads a, a part of someone's subconscious to his
0: video game yep and then the white, just white christmas episode is them. really good too oh the one where he's yep with, yeah with john Hamm. yep that one was That one, one. i, like I that one. that's my personal hell that is my actual personal hell i could never do that oh um, my god but we should anyway, move on yes going
1: getting on a black mirror tangent yes. there but why don't we go watch black mirror
0: yes go watch black mirror why don't we actually let's move on to some of the movies that are coming out this week because i think that's a good place to lead into our last little bit um it's not a ton coming out. I keep getting advertisements for this Infinite Storm movie. I have like, I didn't even know what it was really until I saw a trailer for it this week.
1: So I haven't seen a trailer for it. It's probably the one I'm gonna go watch though. Yeah, makes sense. I kind of expected, am expecting. I kind of know. I think I know what movie that I. I think you were gonna go see. That's why I wasn't gonna go see it. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna go see the Lost City, right? No, we're not God, go no. Watch that the is, is not City. my kind of movie. Okay, <laughs> at all. so we're not going to go see the Lost City. I yeah. figured you were going to expect uh, go watch Everything Everywhere All At Once. I like the plot a lot. So I saw that yeah. movie. Like I've seen it a lot in theaters. The trailer for it, mm-hmm. and I kind of dig it. Like I'm kind of into it. But mm-hmm. I figured that's the one that you're well, we going to watch. we can
0: both watch and review I it. Know. I don't see why not. We've done that. We did that before with what's, We've it, done what's it. its name. Um, Uh, the psychological thriller movie about the girl with schizophrenia, and then oh, um,
1: (laughs) last night in Soho.
0: Yes, we did last. We did that
1: with another movie too, wasn't it? Moonfall. We did that with. We did Moonfall. Moonfall We've also did it with
0: Dune. I think we did both talk about Dune.
1: We did, but I think we saw it on. I think I saw two movies that week.
0: I think we we because there was something else. We also did the same thing with Last Night in Soho because I had also seen a movie that week too. Yeah. Um. Um, so we could, yeah. plus, I might reminds go me, watch it,
1: yeah. but I might go watch that other movie too.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely very interested in everything everywhere at once. It reminds me of this book called The Midnight Library. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't think I, I, don't know if I told you about this. It's basically a someone in the real world dies and she's brought into this library where she, she can essentially kind of like relive her life and make different choices and see how that would have affected her life. Because in her original life, she was a dirtbag who never did anything with herself. And she kind of isolated herself off, and as a result, she ended up dying alone. So now she's given the opportunity to explore those lives she could have had and see what kind of person she could have been. And this reminds me of that a little bit. So, definitely interested in that. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's actually out in theaters next week, and I can actually see it.
1: Definitely going to see this, um, uh, this, um... What is it? The Infinite Storm movie. I'm definitely really? going to go see this movie. The only reason why it's based in my home state.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So Naomi Watts plays a plays an experienced climber who's ascending Mount Washington, which is in New Hampshire.
0: Um, <laughs> not me thinking then, your home state was Florida. I'm like, "Okay. No. Cool, There's no mountains here." That's why I was confused. <laughs> no. Um
1: So yeah. yeah, so it's and it's based on a true story.
0: Yeah, let's see so, like
1: Um go? I was like, Oh, I'll I'll go watch this. I've never heard the story before and I lived in New Hampshire, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I w I kinda wanna know about it. So yeah, I'll go see. Yeah.
0: That. Go for it. Yeah, so that's that's definitely something to look forward to. And hopefully this week will actually get to we'll actually get to see the movies we we're talking about. Um but on that note, let's close out for this episode. Andrew, do you have anything you wanna talk about?
1: Um I know I keep saying Sports and Nonsense is coming back. It'll come back eventually. It's Um, like the
0: second month in a row. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, our schedules are weird. I asked him if he wanted to record tonight, and Mm -hmm. he said he was busy. And I was like, what about tomorrow or Saturday? And he said, I'll get back to you about tomorrow. And then I found out I have a meeting tomorrow night, so I can't Uh, even do it tomorrow night. So mm -hmm. we might be putting it off until Sunday, Saturday. Maybe we can do it Saturday. I don't know. When I get home from the... From the hospital, but um,
0: it it'll come back.
1: Uh, there's a That's lot to talk point. about. So
0: excellent. Um, what about and you? I don't really have anything to well. No, I don't have anything interesting to plug this week. Um, go read the Midnight Library. It's a really good book. Um, that um, if you like the plot of everywhere. Oh, what is this? What is it? Everything, everywhere, everything, all everywhere, all, all, wants, all at once. You'll probably like the Midnight Library. Um, go.
1: I'll. I keep forgetting to post a link for the GoFundMe, but oh, yeah. if you're listening, we're still taking donations for it, it's GoFundMe, right? We always mess this yes. up. Yes,
0: no, I always mess it up. You always get the GoFundMe, right? Okay. Um. So, uh,
1: Jimmy has our Lord and Savior, uh, has corporate overlord, um, filmed, and is in the process of editing his short film, Police Three. And editing takes a lot of time and money. Um, So if you guys, if anyone listening out there in radio world can donate, uh, it's for a good cause. It tells a lot about military um, self-harm, I guess you'd call it. So uh, mental, mental health, that's what I was looking for.
0: Mental health, but, suicide awareness, all that good yeah. stuff. So yeah, that. Yeah. Go support, go support the GoFundMe. We'll have it in the description below this podcast. Oh my goodness. Oof. And anyways, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for listening to the Filmmakers Basement. I'm Brandon. major And we will see you guys next time.